built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperate. Today's show is brought to you in part by Concur. If you're a business leader with employees, tracking expenses can be more than a chore. Concur lets employees create, submit, and approve expenses, plus manage invoices from any device anywhere in the world. Concur gives you accurate, consolidated spending data instantly, giving you the visibility and insight to drive cost savings. You also get happier employees, more productivity, and the data you need, all leading to a healthier bottom line. Expense travel invoice learn more at concur.com slash ziggler that's c-o-n-c-u-r.com slash ziggler today folks we're going to talk about admitting we have some skills and stopping thinking small nothing's gained by minimizing ourselves i mean just nothing i think we use humility and self-deprecation as a cop-out and i said we as i fall into that trap as well sometimes it's self-deprecation. It's the act of reminding oneself by, or re- reprimanding, I should say, reprimanding oneself by belittling, undervaluing, or disparaging oneself, or being excessively modest. It can be used in humor and tension release. That's a literal definition. But get in a group of people, and you often find much more of that self-deprecation than the opposite. And you think, oh, the opposite's vanity, right? And you know what? No, the opposite is, it's to some degree, it's responsibility. So for those of you who want to be strong, to, to matter, to serve and realize the glory that comes with accepting the responsibilities of your giftings, then here you go. I'm going to give you 12 minutes of Zig Ziglar, and then we are going to really take the topic and drive home the real crux and opportunity we all have in this. So before I give you Zig, and as we're getting close to tax season, want to recognize Mile IQ, a great supporter of the Ziggler show. They are the number one mileage tracker app that more than a million Americans trust to automatically log their drives every day. Mile IQ is the only mileage tracker app that detects, logs, and calculates your drives for you automatically, which is why I use it. 
It's incredibly easy to use, keeps all of your drives securely stored in the cloud. Listen, the average MileIQ user logs $547 a month in drives. That's over $6,000 a year in miles you could be claiming. So text Ziggler to this number, 31996, to start your 40-drive free trial. You can create an account right away. You'll get 20% off an annual plan. Text Ziggler again to this number, 31996. All right, folks, so here you go. Listen to Zig on stage, classic stuff, and then we are going to dive deeper. Let me tell you some stories. These stories just absolutely intrigue me. I never will forget. In October 1992, I was in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. A gentleman from uh, Montgomery, Alabama was there. When the seminar was over, he came up to me and he showed me a five by seven card. He had written the qualities on that card. In those days, we had not put it on this little handy card that'll fit in your pocket or purse. So he had all of these qualities written out on that card. And he said, let me tell you, Mr. Ziegler, I was in Montgomery three years ago and heard you make this talk. And he said, I wrote all those qualities down. And every morning and every night for the last three years, I've gone through that list. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, first of all, my income is up over 500%. 300% in the last year alone. Now, the man's in the real estate business. Can I refresh your memory just a little bit in case you've forgotten? Where was the real estate business in 1990, 1991, and 1992? It was horrible, was it not? It was in bad, bad shape. But he said, Mr. Ziegler, let me tell you the most exciting thing about it. It's not what the income means, although certainly I'm excited about that, but what it meant to my family. He said, let me confess what happened the very first day. I got in front of that mirror and I was going right down the list and I was doing real good until I got to the word punctual. And he said, Mr. Ziegler, when I said, and I'm always punctual, he said it was the biggest lie any human being has ever told. He said, I've never been on time for anything. I was late for school more times than any kid who ever graduated from Montgomery High School. He said, I was late for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was late for sales appointments. I was late for church. I was late for everything. And for me to stand there and look myself in the eye and say, I am always punctual, he said, it just struck me as being hilarious. He said, I must have laughed for 20 or 30 seconds. (laughs) And he said, then all of a sudden, a horrible thought hit me. I was late on purpose. I planned to be late. But then something infinitely worse hit me. It showed that I was selfish, self-centered, conceited, vain, and arrogant. What I was saying to the people who always laughed and said, if you're going to see him at 12 o'clock, you better tell him the appointment is 1130. He said, in my own mind, I didn't want to waste a minute of my time because it was too valuable. It's okay for them to wait there, but it's not okay for me to ever get there on time and then have to wait if they're not there. He said, when that thought hit me, I made, and this was the first time he did it. He said, I made an unbreakable resolution. I would never be late again for anything regardless. And he said, Mr. Ziegler, I can look you straight in the eye and say, in three years' time, I have never been late for anything. It absolutely changes lives. 
I could tell you a hundred and one different stories. There was a lady in Las Vegas, had three daughters. Two of them were honor students. The other one also went to school. She never felt like she could compete with her sisters. And so she worked along. Uh, she'd make some C's and some B's. But she started listening to what we were talking about. She bought the idea of the self-talk. And the lady was just absolutely beaming with pride as she said, Mr. Ziegler, last year, this daughter beat the other two just by a breath of air. She's on the honor roll Does this make you smarter? Not necessarily so. But what we've discovered is that when people start claiming these qualities, they frequently get the dictionary out and start looking up what those words mean. And they start studying the words. And that is an amazing thing, what the definitions reveal and the additional gratitude that comes along with claiming these uh, qualities. Her confidence went up. And when her confidence went up, as I'll talk about in a later session, uh, she got much busier. She started working a whole lot harder. Results, absolutely incredible. Young man in uh, Los Angeles, one Thursday afternoon, called Laurie Majors, my executive assistant, and started talking to her and said, Laurie, I was in Los Angeles when Mr. Ziegler spoke out here on Tuesday morning. He said, I bought the tapes and I paid for them. And he said, when I got home that night, I got in front of the mirror and I went right down this list. And the last word on that list was integrity. He said, I was doing good until I got to the word integrity. And he said, then I grew very uncomfortable. He said, "Uh, you know, I turned over a time or two that night. He said, the next morning I got up, I got back in front of that mirror and uh, I claimed those qualities and I did well until I got to the word integrity. And then he said, I really uh, was fidgety. I got there next night, did the same thing and I didn't sleep at all. And this morning, Laurie, when I got to that word integrity, I knew I had to call you. Laurie, I bought those motivational tapes and I paid for them. But when I got home in the bottom of my bag, was the video series that was there. And I'm embarrassed to death about it. And Laura said to him, oh, don't be embarrassed. Accidents happen to anybody or everybody. Long pause. He said, Laurie, it was not an accident. When nobody was looking, I put it in the bottom of my bag. You can't look yourself in the eye and claim to be gentle and loving and caring and then abuse your mate or somebody who's in a servile position, or somebody that you have some kind of dominance over. You just can't do it. It changes people. The eyes are the windows of the soul. The qualities we're talking about are biblical qualities. That's the reason I can speak with total certainty. These are thousands of years old. They absolutely work. The man said to Larry, I have got to pay for that set of videotapes. It's amazing, isn't it, what happens when we come face-to-face with reality, when the best part of us is brought out because we're making some claims there that are legitimate claims which we have. It's really astonishing. Dr. Joyce Brothers again says, you cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. And there's one more story that I must share with you because this one, in my opinion is the most moving story that I have ever encountered for sheer drama. I was speaking in Salt Lake City. It was a very large group. 
it was late at night. I had a long line of people where I was signing books. A lot of people don't realize it, but you can take my autograph and a dollar and get a cup of coffee at Chick-fil-A. Uh, otherwise, it's just 75 cents. You know what I mean? It, it has real value. So the lady, uh, along with these other people, were waiting in line. When she got to me, she said, Mr. Ziegler, I got to tell you something. And I sensed that here was something that this lady had to say that regardless of the length of the line, I had to hear. She said, when I got my card in my set of motivational tapes, and the first night I got in front of the mirror and I started reading them, and she said, Mr. Ziegler, I could not. I could not claim more than two of these qualities. She said, I just couldn't because all of my life I had been abused and beaten down by my parents and by my husband as well. She said, I had to put the card away. And for a couple of weeks, all I did was listen to the tapes and listen to the tapes. Then she said, finally, I got back in front of the mirror with my card and I was able to move to three or four qualities. A couple of days later, she said, I got all the way down to the 10th one. And Mr. Ziegler, I was so overwhelmed with my worth and value and the qualities that really were in me, she said, I slumped to the floor and I wept for I don't know how long. She said, I kept at it. And after three or four more weeks, my husband saw a change in me. And he said, you know, I thought it was a joke. You listen to those tapes and talking to yourself in front of the mirror. But obviously, it's not a joke. There's something more to it. There's a lot more to it. She said, Mr. Ziegler, he is now doing the same thing. And for the first time in my marriage, I believe there's not only hope for us as individuals, but hope for us as a couple. Folks, I spent a lot of time selling you on this idea. I hope you're buying. You've invested your money. You've invested your time. The most significant thing you can do to ensure that attitude and to protect that self-image in the right and positive way is to continue to do what I'm talking about. And you might say, but zig, you know, I go down the list. How long do you do that? Well, on and on. But after the first 30 days, there's one more thing that you do. You take the very weakest quality you have and the very strongest quality you have. Let's say that uh, you're very enthusiastic. But uh, you're not very well organized. And so what you do is you put on a separate little card or print it out. I am a highly enthusiastic individual and I'm getting better organized every day of my life. Now you're going to discover an amazing thing. For example, how many of you have ever noticed that when you buy a green Buick, all of a sudden, everybody in the neighborhood and everybody down at the company starts buying green Buicks. Can I uh, see our green automobiles? Can I see you? It's amazing how they waited for you to get yours and then they started getting them one. Here's an exciting thing that's going to happen when you say I'm getting better and better organized every day of my life. You turn on the television and you know what they're talking about? 
the way to get organized. You look at the newsstand and you know what's on the paper in the magazine. Here's the way to get organized. You sit down to have a cup of coffee and the people next to you are talking. Here's the way you get organized. As a matter of fact, you will become convinced that there is a conspiracy. That people all around you are ganging up to help you go from where you are to where you want to be. These are the people that are pushing you along. Not standing in your way, but giving you that pat on the back by saying, here it is. It's amazing how when we open up, when we start recognizing our own abilities and worth, what happens by the ideas I'm talking about. Follow through on them. Because if you do, I close as I always close by saying, if you do that, I will see you. And yes, I really do mean you. Not just at the top. I'm going to see you over the top. So folks, Zig is here hating again on the self-talk cards. I have now produced 78 Ziggler shows. There were 293 before it went dormant for almost one and a half years. Uh, but if you go back to show 320, it's one of the early ones I did about the, about the midway, I guess. We talked about these self-talk cards and we let folks get them for free at Ziggler.com slash self-talk. Uh, let's dig into these and some, it's monumental what's happened. Okay. So I want to talk about that after a word from one of the fine companies that's helping bring this show to you today. And it's again, concur. So if you're a business leader, like I am, you probably see your responsibilities growing more every day, which makes it hard to stay focused on the most important part of your job, which is managing and growing the bottom line. At the same time, your job's getting bigger. Your employees are expecting more. And these days, there's a device or an app for just about everything. And employees expect the same conveniences at work that they get at home, especially when it comes to expense reporting. So with Concur, you can give them the tools that they want to use. Concur lets employees create, submit, and approve expenses. Plus, it manages invoices with a great function also specifically for travel expenses. So again, from any device anywhere in the world. So when you empower your employees, the benefits are felt by everyone. As the business leader, Concur gives you accurate, consolidated spending data instantly, giving you the visibility and insight to drive cost savings. Happier employees, more productivity, and the data you need, all leading to a healthier bottom line. Expense, travel, invoice. Learn more at concur.com slash Ziggler. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com slash Ziggler. So folks, you, you heard Zig talk about testimonies that he got from the self-talk cards. And these were nearly you know, 20 years ago or more, some of them. And he even talked about that they were sent to him by his executive assistant, Lori Majors. He talks about her a lot. Well, folks, Zig passed away three years ago. But today, never does a week go by without us receiving testimonies about the self-talk cards. Some that are sent to me personally by people that get through to me, but uh, they're often shared by Cindy, Zig's daughter and head of the customer care at Ziggler, and still Lori Majors. Uh, it's amazing just the, the continuation, the relevance, the todayness of the Ziggler legacy. But folks, this self-talk deal is just gigantic. It's maybe one of the biggest things that Zig ever hit upon. Okay, so let's let's break down a couple of things here. Think about this. Imagine your kid or friend or sibling or someone you care deeply about, okay? Now imagine that they're in the Olympics, okay? And you're there at the Olympics and, and everybody you know, all your friends, family, watching them on TV. So this is the final event, right? Gold medals on the line. Now let's up the odds and imagine 
so sorry. This is games that I play in my head to get me to perform. Okay. So if it's, if it's a little crazy to you, understood, but let's up the odds and imagine some horrific reality, like something you find in a hunger games movie that if your loved one didn't win the gold that you or somebody you cared about would be beheaded. Okay. So we got, you get the point. We got some big stakes on the line. It's over the top, but just, just, just stick with me. Would you, what would you want that person's self-talk to be as they're on the line? They're ready to go. Would you want them on the starting line chanting in their head? Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose. I'm just, I'm going to lose. I mean, my legs are going to buckle. I am, I'm scared to death. I'm a fraud. What am I even doing? I'm, I'm going to hyperventilate. I should, I should not be here. And their knees are shaking. Their pits are sweating. Their face is frightened. I mean, every bit of their being is fear and weakness and, and doubt. Would you want that for them? Or would you want them taking a deep breath, scanning the crowd and competitors and feeling at peace? And their mind is speaking. You know what? I've got this. I'm I prepared. I prepared. I know I have it within me. God has equipped me for this. It's unlikely anyone really can beat me at my best. I'm going to explode out of the gate. It's going to be my best start and race ever. I, I can't really imagine not winning. Let's, let's go. Let's do this. So which would you want? Which is best? Which will produce a better result? even though to some degree their physiological being is not changing right there, right? Though, again, it does though, you know, you change the mind and their, their body is going to perform better, but it doesn't mean they all of a sudden have more muscle, have more quickness, have more agility. It's just the brain is getting the body to do the most it can do, right? I mean, as a man thinkest, so is he. So if you have a spouse, kids, friends, people you care to serve, that you are an active, engaged meaningful part of their life. What do you think they desire from you? Negative talk or positive? I mean, seriously, folks. And as always, as I write this, I'm thinking, okay, Kevin, Kevin, listen to what you're writing here, buddy. I mean, how am I talking to myself? I owe this. I owe the results of my being to my family, to my friends, to my God, to humanity. And how do they want me talking? So let's dig in further. Let's dispel some errant perspectives regarding self-talk. As soon as I take a drink here, hold on. All right. So self-talk, right? The uh, uh, Zig's literally talking about standing in front of a mirror and saying and claiming positive things about yourself. I mean, folks, that can that can just be downright goofy and feel ridiculous. And if it does feel like that's just totally unacceptable, then we maybe should stop listening and and don't listen to anything more from Zig Ziglar again, because he's the guy who did it. He did it. He stood in front of the mirror. He, He didn't just make this stuff up. He did it and espoused it. But I do understand. I mean, in my youth, I watched Saturday Night Live and there's a classic segment. If you want to type it into a search engine, type in Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Stuart Smalley, S-M-A-L-L-E-Y, and Michael Jordan. And there's a clip that Stuart Smalley, he was this guy who did daily affirmations and it was almost like Mr. Rogers and, and a Zig Ziglar combination. And they made it kind of laughable. Um, yet... Why are we all okay as a culture with, in essence, daily criticisms, you know, completely, those are completely acceptable. You walk into a public, what if you walked into a public bathroom and found someone looking themselves in the mirror, lamenting about their faults, you know, they'll get sympathy and commiseration, but find them speaking positive things about themselves. They're likely to get mugged or at least mocked and made fun of what's with that. Yet again, would any parent in their right mind not want their kid to be confident in their strengths and abilities? 
So back to my Olympic athlete analogy, I want to share something that happened. Uh, let's see three days ago with one, with one of my kids, with, uh, with one of my sons during a ski trip. Today's Ziggler show welcomes a new sponsor, Casper Mattresses, which I've heard about for a long time. They bring us an obsessively engineered American-made mattress at really a shockingly fair price. And now you can get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash Ziggler and using the code Ziggler. So listen, I mean, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings two comfy technologies together for better nights and brighter days, latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you and you can try it for, get this, a hundred days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. So at the store, at a regular store, maybe you get a minute to try a mattress, right? With Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it. So it's 500 bucks for a twin size mattress, 950 bucks for a king size mattress. Compare that to the industry averages. That's an outstanding price point. So again, you get $50 off of that uh, towards any, either mattress uh, by going to casper.com slash Ziggler and use the code Ziggler. Other terms and conditions do apply. All right, so I wanted to tell you my story about my son that went back to this Olympic athlete analogy. You know, so I took took him skiing this past weekend. We met up with two of my older kids who met us from uh, from their college for a day of skiing together. But I had two hours there and back just with my boy, and I was thinking on the subject of gifts and him knowing them. Uh, I mean, kids often have initially inherently confidence and self assurance. But somewhere along the way, they lose it and generally end up just really minimizing themselves and their abilities. We see this with high school age kids as they start, you know, where does that happen along the line? So I wanted to redeem this time with them. And so I was thinking about this and I asked him, I said, uh, Ian is my, my son that, that was with me. I said, Ian, if you woke up one morning and, and you're an orphan and there were some families interested in you. And you were tasked with selling yourself to them. In essence, what would you say about yourself? If you had to write it down, what positive things would you list? So he started talking through this and, and I talked him through it. Cause it was kind of hard at first, but he did a great job ultimately. And, you know, I told him, I said, I said, Ian, I want you to be aware and confident and comfortable in your gifts and abilities and strengths and unique, amazing way God made you. And I asked him if he was comfortable in talking through this. And he said, it was a little hard cause he was concerned with bragging. Well, boom, there you go, which is understandable. So then that led into, let's talk about being humble. I mean, humility is, is not placing yourself above others and honoring yourself above others. It's not feeling and acting superior, but, and here's the big thing. This was really shared to me by a good friend, Gary Barkalow. You can find him at thenobleheart.com. He wrote the book. It's your call about your calling. Um, and, and he said, you know, Humility is not minimizing and diminishing yourself. That's an, that's an affront to your creator. Here he is, and he made you this way, and to minimize and diminish yourself. We see that a lot, especially in faith-based circles where you're supposed to be humble and meek, which means making yourself less. You know, just make yourself no focus on me. Make yourself less. Don't stand up and be strong anywhere. And that's not real biblical. Go find some of the big characters in the Bible and see where that fits them. Now they honored others. They placed others above themselves thought of them, you know, as better than themselves. 
but it still didn't minimize themselves. They still stand strong. Zig was classic in this as well. It's being comfortable and confident in your strengths and readily admitting your weaknesses as well. I'm really big on that too. We do find a lot of people and that's what's giving uh, strength and leadership a bad name with some people. You get somebody who's a coach or an author or an expert or an authority or a presenter or whatever. And when they get that platform, they have this feeling that they have to be king of everything, all knowledgeable on everything. And they act that way. And it really burns people. Uh, the ones we love best are the ones that are comfortable in their strengths, like Zig was, but they also readily admit that they are not king of everything. They have some areas of competence. So I was thinking about this even for me. I mean, I'm confident and comfortable that if you have an idea or a goal you want to achieve, I personally, Kevin Miller, in 60 to 90 minutes on the phone can help you believe in your ability to, to achieve it. This is what I did for many years, just kind of coaching and consulting. Let me discern the raw materials you've got. I'll remove the real and perceived obstacles you have and help discover the best opportunities for your idea or goal to be realized. I'm great at building things. I mean, that's my passion, my gift, my ability. I have natural giftings towards that, and I've worked hard at refining them. Once the idea is conceived and launched, well, then I'm not that good. I would love to be. I've tried to be good at the day-to-day maintenance or the refining um, I'm, I'm not even the best at the, at the big growth. Now let's grow that sucker. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good in there, but there's others that are better. I'm great at taking something from nothing, making it exist. So there, and what I make, it may be ugly and clunky, but you, uh, you know, I need someone with other giftings to take it from there. So there we go. Me stating that is that vain and egotistical. It's absolutely true. And if you have something and wanted to hire me, would you not want me to be confident in it? Or would you want me to minimize myself? The reality is if I gave you a website and it was kind of mammy pamby about it and didn't stand up and say, you know what? No, I'm good with that. You would never hire me. I'd never get the chance. I'd never get to use my gifting. That's where a lot of us end up living our lives. We won't stand and say, you know what? In all humility, I am really good at that. I can help you with that. And when we don't do that, then we are not able to give our giftings to others, which, uh, well, you know, again, how would you want your doctors, your favorite athletes and team, your lawyer, how do you want them feeling and speaking in regards to their abilities, doubtful, diminishing, or confident, and in that way, responsible. So we're going to come back to that in just a second. So here's another angle to realize something I learned many years ago amidst trying to lead people to, to things that they wanted, you know, goals they wanted to achieve. There's many people who are not very self-aware. Those that are, have some advantages. However, I experienced that those who were self-aware were also often more prone to discounting themselves because they knew their faults. They could smell a fake and a weakness and thus they knew their own. And it seems better to be, you know, self-aware and, and humble right? Then the two other extremes being the arrogant, narcissistic, egotistical person who really thinks they are superior or the person who's just too dumb uh, to know they can't do it. Like, you know, Forrest Gump, but here's the deal. If all the enlightened people in the middle discount themselves, then we're leaving the spoils to the arrogant and the dumb. It's a little harsh, but it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, if I was meaner than I am, I'd, I'd name a list of people that I know on both sides, the arrogant and the ignorant who did it. And it really made me feel ashamed. There's been multiple times when I thought they went and did it because they were too dumb to know they couldn't or, or they were arrogant enough to think they could and they did it. And I didn't, well, that's not a good use of my talents, Kevin. It's not a good, that's not, that's, that's not good. You know, 
those folks succeeded. They achieved. They, they won. And the rest of us enlightened folks sat at home watching them on screens. That's a little harsh. Okay. And I, and I go to far extremes to make a point, but there is some significant truth that I have seen over time, experienced with other people and myself to some degrees at certain times. So what are we going to do about that? So you, you've undoubtedly heard this quote, right? Uh, you, you'll, you'll say yes, but most of you have. If not, you need to listen to it a few times. Listen to it again regardless. All right. This comes from Marianne Williamson, though it's often found on the Internet incorrectly credited to Nelson Mandela from his inauguration speech in 1994. Okay, you ready? I wish I could say it as cool as Nelson, but I'll give it a shot. Here's the quote that Marianne wrote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Well, actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. I'm going to repeat that one, folks. Your plain small, and I'll add to it, you're minimizing, you're diminishing of yourself, does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened, she goes on to say, about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we liberate, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Folks, please hit rewind. Go listen to that again. I mean, I'm a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, admittedly, and I think I could hear him saying the same thing. And I think he did it through Marianne. I don't know where she stands. But if that feels even hard to you that you're supposed to let yourself shine, how about letting God shine through you? He can't do that when you minimize yourself, when you step back, when you stay in a corner. Now back to the self-talk cards, which again, you can get them now at Ziggler.com forward slash self-talk. I had two in the past couple of days that got through to me that I responded back to people just given a quick testimony of, Oh my gosh, this was hard to do. It felt odd at first, but I did it and I stuck with it and then I fell off and then I did it again and stuck with it further. And then, Oh my gosh, these results started happening. I mean, it really works. The point folks of the self-talk cards, it's not telling yourself lies. It's decisively deciding to believe more about yourself, to expect more. You and I were living in the story. So your early story was very much written for you. Uh, it, it, was, it was written. I mean, it, it was written. You didn't have a whole lot to do with it, right? It was written uh, for you. But later, though you're massively, for better or worse, influenced and programmed by that earlier story, today we are responsible for the story we continue to step forth in every day. I mean, you accept what you will or won't from your early programming. Take the good but then you get to rewrite or, or, or not add to subtract, whatever. I mean, it's radically hard work. I'm admitting that, but, but it's so is anything of value. I mean, as Malcolm Gladwell wrote about in his book, outliers, the famous, amazing, brilliant genius. And I say that all in quotes, they just worked more than anyone else to hone that talent. Maybe the, the luck was that they had the opportunity to work their butts off, but they worked hard at it. So do you want to write a different story? or enhance or revise your story, then start where it counts you tell yourself a different story and, and refrain from the temptation. I've heard this too, that to alter the self-taught cards from saying, I am X, Y, Z, uh, don't change it to, I will, 
And while it may sound more honest to say, well, gosh, I'm not punctual. I'm not honest, whatever, but I will be, it may sound more honest, but it doesn't do the necessary things to the brain to say, I am whatever. When you, if you are already that it confirms and solidifies it. But if you say I am X, when you know you are not, it offers two possibilities. One is rejecting it, which you just can't allow yourself to do. Okay. So the other side is you've got to accept it. 1% acceptance day one, maybe 1% every day. So maybe you got to do it a hundred days to get to a hundred percent, right? Say it, plant the seeds till you, again, number one, accept it. And then number two, actually become it. I mean, what if you look at it as prophesying, but again, you don't prophesy by saying it it might, or it could, or I will try, or I want to be your prophecy is saying, this is going to happen. So I'll, I'll end with this. If you, you don't feel like prophesying or or, or claiming or, or roaring this, then how about simply just believing and admitting this is, this is where I landed with my 11 year old son. I said, Ian, do you believe God gave some people, some people gifts and others just got, they just got the, uh, the shaft. I mean, sure, God loves all of us equally, but you know, eh, he didn't gift everybody equally. Do you believe that? So before you could answer, I said, what about me? And I mean, I have seven kids. Do you think I believe some of them, maybe one or two were given great gifts that I should help them hone, you know, gifts and abilities, but the others, nah, they're just here to be filler. And he smiled and he said, you know, no daddy, we're all gifted. We're all equally gifted. I said, yeah, Absolutely. And, and I explained, you know, while driving with my beloved boy through the great high plains of the Rockies after a day of glorious skiing, I said, you dang straight, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I want this planted in him. And folks, my, th- my son thanked me for this discussion where I expounded on his giftings. Uh, and and he, 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 I, he had more joy and thankfulness in him than far more than he did with whatever, you know, expensive Christmas or birthday gifts we've ever gotten him. I gave him the gift of his place with God and humanity and worth and value and purpose. So folks, again, shrinking from your light, your worth, your value is absolutely tragic. It's robbing the world and those closest to you of gifts. God has destined to give them through you. And if you don't think you have the power to mess up someone's life, then why do you get mad at the pervert or the rapist or the murderer? They have the power to hurt and you don't. Does, does anyone have the power to help someone's life? Do you have the power? Uh, do you have the, do you, do you give value folks to leaders and authors and experts and pastors and parents? I mean, do they have any power to help? Yes. And so do you, you are not neutral. You, you don't leave it up to God. He uses us. You help and hurt at will. So in this Zig is charging us, will asking us if we would will to accept our glory and our power as given by God and give it to others and help us be the best that we can be by speaking to ourselves a different story. So whether you use Zig's cards or something else, the fact of speaking to yourself, the prophetic glory of what you want to be, but saying, I am it, I am it, I am it, I am it over and over and over reprograms our brain it's been proven please we've got to all do it do it with me okay hey thank you for tuning in to today's ziggler show can't wait to talk with you in the next one 